Trucking Trends, Tim Ashoff, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Great to be back on. Ah, it's great to have you on, man. I'll tell you what, I know you're suffering from some allergies. We were talking in uh, the hard five, as Jimmy Mack would say. I was down in um, Kingman, Arizona for an event at a truck stop, and it was a truck show at one of those uh, beauty contests. Uh, this is back in the early 90s. And they have those creosote trees out there. And my goodness, Tim, they they hit me like a ton of bricks. So somebody told me to go get this particular decongestant and you'll be fine. And I did. And I was for the four hours up leading up to the moment that I needed to get up on the flatbed st- bed stage with the microphone and be the master of ceremonies. And, and Tim, that, that pill turned off like a light switch. I've never seen or felt anything like it before in my life. When that four hours was up, that pill was done. And I started, my eyes started watering down my face. I couldn't see a thing. I couldn't read anything. It was, and the sun was right in my eyes. Most horrible experience I've ever had on a flatbed trailer. (laughs) So I hope you feel better, man. I know that uh, I know that um, those allergies are really something else. But um, thanks for being with us anyway. And we're looking forward to um, getting your take on a few things. So we are about three months into COVID-19. The economy has taken that major hit. But where are we now in terms of the freight market uh, overall? And then, of course, for you guys at Crete and Schaefer. Well, I think we've seen uh, the freight market have an uptick here. I do think the uh, gradual reopening across the country has helped. Um, You know, we've seen non-essential businesses start to open back up. And I think what we're seeing here is, you know, there is a little pent up demand in two ways. One, you know, a lot of those businesses, particularly if they had somewhat uh, perishable inventory, just need to restock just to even open back up, uh, particularly restaurants and and other places like that. And then, you know, there's a lot of people that have been waiting uh, for some of those places to come back open and and either get out to a restaurant to eat or or get to a business and buy a a product that they've been waiting for. So there's been a little bit of pent-up demand. So right now, I think we are seeing a good uptick. You know, the the million-dollar question, as they say is, you know, how long will this last? And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll continue to see the economy gradually open back up and we'll see more people get back to work. uh, And we will, um, you know, see that continued improvement. But, uh, you know, I think as they always say right now, time will tell. Um, But, you know, it's good to see this uptick Um, on top of a base of, I think, what we saw, particularly here at Crete and Schaefer, uh, as you asked, is, you know, consumer packaged goods, which is primarily what we haul and food stuff remained, you know, really pretty strong. In fact, this May, we actually had a better May for miles for our drivers than last May. Uh, So we really saw that consistent demand uh, and maybe even more demand, uh, certainly through um, grocery stores and and some of the uh, retailers that are in those consumer packaged goods. So for us, um, really, really came through pretty well, and now we're seeing an uptick as well. So right now things are, are really moving along for us, and I'm hoping it can last for everybody. You know, it's interesting how many people are linking into the chain to try to make things uh, go a little bit better. You know, you mentioned retail and restaurants, and it's pretty interesting. You may have seen this. The Federal Highway Administration, FHWA, uh, last Friday, I think it was, put out a release that said that they were going to uh, consider short-term exceptions to the fair market value requirement for the temporary use of sidewalks and public parking areas 
in the highway right-of-way so that restaurants and retail could put additional seating out there, uh, keeping the distance, maybe racks of clothes at, at safe distances. So, I mean, I, I think every 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 effort is being made everywhere to uh, pull together on this. It seems as if in many ways we're, we're divided on so many things. But I really think that all sides, all hands are on deck here. Yeah, no, I think it's great to see, and I think everyone understands how important it is to get businesses back open, not only for those businesses, but for, I'll call it the psychology of our country. Um, you know, I don't want to get too far off track here, but I think some of what we're seeing uh, happening uh, these days is partially because, you know, we've been locked up as a country, and that's not who we are. We're used to having a free movement, free enterprise, uh, the right to go out and, and do what we want to do, and, and that's been restricted. And so I think the, the concerted effort to the joint effort between uh, you know local authorities and federal authorities uh, to get businesses back open is helpful in many many ways for not only our economy but for the uh, I'll call it the psychology of the country as well that's interesting you should bring that up um, people uh, back in 1918 knew about the, the wisdom of wearing masks uh, in fact uh, there were several cities San Francisco was one I think Baltimore might have been another it was a city-by-city city thing, and only a few of them required masks to be worn. Uh, so by and large, folks did not wear masks back then. But just like today, they know about them. They could get them. I know we had that problem, but that's over with, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So uh, we haven't changed any, and I guess in 100 years, maybe we haven't learned much either, huh? Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I think that's that's the tug of war with our with who we are as as a nation. We're free people, uh, and uh, you know, we have so many, we're so used to that right. And there's that balance, obviously, between uh, you know freedom and and safety and protection uh, of others. And and sometimes that's a tough balance for us to to view. And and finding that right balance can be very difficult. Uh, but certainly, moving forward, uh, getting the economy back open is so important. So we need that balance, and we need people to be safe and we need businesses to be open so you know i think the steps that are being taken are positive and i like to continue to see uh you know success in those steps and and certainly at the same time the the pandemic not not getting worse or or seeing a second round of it so i think we do need to balance that we need people to still social distance and and follow the guidelines uh, so we can continue this this reopening of america Tim, we did get way off. In fact, if we were playing a video game, we'd be so far off the screen, we'd have to hit the restart button. So let's hit the restart button, kind of get back to uh, some of the things that uh, we mentioned at the uh, top of the hour, because we want to cover these bases for sure. So uh, some trucking companies have shut down. We've seen the, um, the the headlines. Some of them been around for a long time, too. Um, and some of them fairly sizable when you think about that. Um, no telling how many single truck operators are, are out at this point. Um, it's hard to, hard to know how many are out when we don't even know how many there are in the first place. Uh, you know, when you take a look at how many trucking companies there are out there, man, you get numbers from 450,000 to 770,000. It's like, wait a minute. You know, uh, it's hard to get a handle on that. So at any rate, uh, we've got shutdowns. We've got operations cutting back uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, what are you seeing uh, in terms of the outlook for the industry as a whole heading into now the second half of 2020? 
Unfortunately, I think it's a little a little bit murky. I, I think it could be positive, and and we continue to reopen. Uh, we see demand continue to pick up. We see you know uh, people going back to work, uh, and with capacity having gone out of the market, we could actually see it you know improve. Um, really, really well for those that have been able to stay in. And I, I just like to comment, you know, it, it always does pain me to see, you know, companies having to go out of business or, or, or owner operators having to sell their trucks or otherwise, because people have worked so hard um, for that. And, and the, the industry's at a loss when, when we lose any of those players. So I, I don't wish that upon anyone. So, uh, you know, while we're grateful that we're in the, the segment of the industry we are, and we've, we've been successful in, in making it through, uh, never like to see that. So while it's murky, I am hopeful that we can continue to reopen and and freight will continue to pick up. But I think it's going to be really quite up and down, quite honestly, a little bit of a roller coaster yet. I think we're going to see steps forward. I think we're going to see pauses. I think we're going to see still some other challenges. Uh, you know, a lot of retailers have, have filed for bankruptcy out there. That has an impact. Um, we'll see how quickly automotive can actually get back up and running. Um, and if there's any hiccups in any of those, uh, I think we're pretty fragile right now where some gains that we make in, in one week could be quickly lost in another. So I think we all need to be prudent uh, yet in, in our business uh, decisions and, and still, uh, you know, obviously hope for hope for the best, plan for the best. Uh, but, no, it's just going to be an up and down and, and have to be prepared for whatever comes um, the next day. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, we'll find out uh, what comes in terms of the uh, next half of the program here this morning with Tim Ashoff, Trucking Trends, and we'll kind of turn to the uh, the hours of service rule, and we'll kind of get some thoughts now. Uh, we've known about it for a couple of weeks, uh, but it went official, if you will, today. It has to be published in the Federal Register before it actually, uh, before the clock starts. No rule or bill is effective immediately. You have some some time to uh, gear up for it. You got to be educated, uh, police and uh, the inspectors need to be educated on. So you know you got all that going on. So they give you some time. So it's 120 days from today that the new rule will go into effect. And we'll be right back with Tim Ashoff on Trucking Trends. It's Trucking Trends. Tim Ashoff, President and COO of Creek Carrier Schaefer Trucking, with us here on the program. Um, so um, the hours of service uh, was kicked off a couple of weeks ago. The FMCSA published it on their website uh, a couple of Thursdays ago uh, after a press conference that was held long distance. And... Um, Interesting press conference, too, Tim, because um, only a couple of questions were asked. It was all pretty well laid out uh, for a while. And what was it, three years in the making, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, you know, and it was finally good to see it kind of get over the finish line here. I know that was important to a lot of people at the FMCSA and, and finding that right balance of providing, you know, drivers uh, some more flexibility with that at the same time, you know, fulfilling their mission of ensuring, um, you know, safety out on, on the roadways. So it was good to see, and I, I you know, actually feel good for the uh, the folks at the FMCSA. They worked really hard on this, and, uh, and I think we're able to move some things forward for, for drivers in the industry as as well as safety at the same time. Um, we've had um, numerous discussions here on the program uh, with uh, Jim Mullen himself, acting administrator, uh, uh, Tom Bray, Rick Gobble, uh, uh, Bridget Blitch. Uh, we've had everybody, you know, attorneys and and uh, uh, 
equipment guys and, and regulatory guys and, and the guys themselves, FMCSA, OOIDA, ATA, all talking about this um, from different perspectives. And it seems as if um, of the four um, of the four components that have changed, short haul, adverse driving conditions, 30-minute breaks, split sleeper berth, most folks are pretty well okay with pretty much everything. Uh, and, and that's about what, well, a lot of folks say that makes a good rule, but when everybody is kind of okay with everything. I don't know if that's, if that's good or bad, but that's kind of the way it is. You know, I think so. And, you know, there's never a perfect rule for everyone. Uh, everyone has a little bit of different uh, view on how things should happen, how things should be. And again, as I mentioned before, I, I think the FMCSA worked hard to make a balanced rule here. So uh, I, I think if everyone does feel good about it, but maybe not great, uh, that means uh, uh, they did a they did a good job of balancing uh, all sides of, of the equation here with respect to to safety and productivity, and, and sometimes that can be a tough balance, so I appreciate the, the job they had to do. You know, Jim Mullen's a fellow Nebraskan, so I know uh, this was a big thing for him as a interim uh, administrator, and, and I'm, I'm happy for him and his team to, to get this move forward. The um, rule really went through OMB in uh, light year, uh, you know, in Star Wars time, so to speak, uh, just zoomed through to get it out there. Um, and uh, that so that kind of ended a lot of uh, you know speculation and everything in in the industry. Um, so uh, we have that, and then we have like, well, wait a minute, here we are in 2020. Uh, we keep putting up these straw dates, so to speak, as to when this is going to happen or when that's going to happen. But there's a hard date coming up, and that is December 31st, and that will mark the end of the year. So. Um, what are you hearing from the equipment manufacturers, and uh, what are you expecting, or are you expecting to see any deliveries of new trucks anytime soon? Are they just going to start trickling out? Well, I, I think they are starting to, to trickle out. Um, you know, we uh, regularly purchase new trucks uh, every month, and I know it's been challenging for uh, the manufacturers that twofold in in one workforce, uh, keeping their workforce safe. Just you know, like we want to keep all drivers safe out there uh, from the COVID virus, and uh, I know there were some challenges there. Uh, they, many of the plants had to shut down for periods of time, and they've reworked their facilities to provide social distancing, which um, from most that I've I've talked to has impacted uh, the efficiency of, of production, so in essence slowing production. And so once they got production back up and running, then what they've ran into is parts availability because uh, the same thing's happening at their parts suppliers. Um, you know, some parts are imported in the U.S. and there's different challenges in different countries. Uh, but the good news is we have started to see here for us um, um, trucks come off the line and, and deliveries start to trickle in. Uh, the real question is, is what pace will that continue at? And I think that will be hit and miss over time. Um, I think the trailer manufacturers have maybe fared a little bit better. Uh, we're seeing that that production be a little bit more consistent uh, and at the volumes that you see. But, um, you know, they're facing a couple of challenges, uh, productivity challenges, 
and then as you mentioned before, you know, economy getting hit uh, and some some trucking companies closing down, so they've lost orders and so uh, business shrinking for them at the same time. So challenging time for the equipment manufacturers out there, but we, we do appreciate them trying to do the best they can to continue to supply the industry. Indeed, Tim, and that's uh, that's what we can uh, aspire to for sure, just to keep on keeping on and um Facing each new challenge as it comes, overcoming it, and moving on. We've done it before, and uh, we will do it again. Tim, thank you so much, and uh, really looking forward to our next visit. Great to be on, and I, I wish you and, and your listeners all the best during this uh, very unique time out there. So stay safe, everyone. Tim Ashoff, everybody, President and COO of Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking. And that's Trucking Trends 2022-2023. 